Hey guys, back with episode 10. It took me a while. I had to take a little break. I felt a little drained. Um, but so this episode is episode 10 of season two. I want to talk about pedophilia and mental health and spirituality. I want to um, talk about them and how they all come together. And um, I just want to sh- shed some light on this because it, it's kind of weird to me that we have this big Hollywood sting with the Ep- Epstein thing and the Maxwell thing. And the attention of the media is still focusing on um, President Trump and the coronavirus when this should be big. This should be in headlines. But once we get through the episode, you'll see how um, normalized this is. And um, how many people have this mental illness going on with them themselves? And um, we'll just get, we're going to dive a little deep into this topic. So this, this specific episode doesn't go as deep into spirituality as some of the rest of them. But um, I, I, I wanted to shed light on this because it's a very interesting topic and I wanted to bring awareness to it. It's very sick, disgusting, but it's also a mental health issue within the world. I'm not just going to say America. Um, it is illegal in America. <laughs> that is what I'll say for the time being. But um, we'll go ahead and get into this topic. Um, it's very prevalent and it's becoming exposed, but it's also becoming societal societal norms. Um, so it makes me wonder if like 10 or 15 years is going to be something that's illegal. And I just feel like nowadays you have to guard your children with all that you have. You have to be willing to give your life for your child because so many people suffer from this mental illness. So... The definition of pedophilia is when a person is five years older than a prepubescent child. So this is, um, of course, adults dating children. Um, but it, it it's also when a 60-year-old dates or, or has intercourse or engagement with a child that's 11. So you see how, how it differs. Um... It usually occurs with adults and children, but you do have um, a very small percentage of you may you may leave your child with a babysitter that's 16. The babysitter molests your 10 year old child. So something like that may occur. So while having an attraction to children is not deemed as illegal, the illegality of it comes into play when sexual um, based crimes take place. So. Um, thinking about it, fantasizing about it is not illegal. It is illegal when you act up on those urges or those fantasies. Um, not too long ago, a New Jersey man, he was prosecuted for pedophilia. Um, he went in a, he won an appeal. Um, he actually basically argued that the laws against sexual contact with children was a violation of his rights. And... He won that appeal, which is super, super. Like when I when I read up on that, my heart dropped because um, for him to win an appeal is basically what he was saying was the children that he was with consented to those actions that took place. 
Um, I, I don't even, a child cannot give consent, but in, of course he's dealing with the mental disorder. So in his mind, a child can give consent. Um, so the APA, which is the American Psychiatric Association does consider a pedophilia, a mental disorder. So it is something that a person can be diagnosed with. <clears throat> so sorry. Um, treatment is given to someone who has the mental disorder. So it's with many mental disorders. I won't say many with all of them. There is no cure. There is a suppressant, which in this case would be psychotherapy and medications. Um, what it does is it temporarily alters the sex drive and reduces testosterone levels. So the diagnosis is only given to people who have obliged to the urges. So, and it's, it's for a certain amount of time, which would be six months. So if a person has been having these urges or these fantasies and they go in and they're talking to their um, psychiatrist or therapist or counselor and um, it comes up that they've been having these urges for a period of six months, they are diagnosed with that diagnosis. If first day you go in, you've been having them for three months, you don't get the diagnosis, um, which I find very weird because if you have it for three months and you act on those urges, there is no paper trail that says that you've been diagnosed with this. Um, I guess that can be a negative or a positive. I don't know. Because if you if you go to court, then they can deem it as a mental disorder. But either way, um, I researched, was pedophilia hereditary? So there have been scientific research that has been done to see if there is possible um, hereditary influences of the pedophilia if, they, if, if anything can influence it if, if there's like a genetic there that will come up and it is still unknown as to the outcome of that um, the etiology of it um, is unknown so my personal opinion is I think it is a taught learned behavior by observation it's also trauma-based and I do feel mm, it can be um, genetic so what I mean by that is um, remember we talked about in the episode how how um, we are programmed so if let's say for, it, it's, it's an environmental factor so let's say for instance you lives with your mother she had a boyfriend that sexually molested you for every night for five years of your life that that's embedded in your dna that's embedded in your programming so that is all you know so it's trauma based um and the trauma veers it to me under the mental disorder if that makes sense but it's also embedded in your dna and your programming so that would be something that you're familiar with and that's a learned behavior um, but sexual interest in children could possibly be hereditary as we do know some mental health disorders are hereditary so it um 
most mental disorders, if you take a look at, at most of them, are hereditary. You usually know somebody that's closely related that has the same disorder. For instance, when I've done my studies, um, schizophrenia, usually a parent or a grandparent will have it. Um, bipolar, usually a parent or a grandparent will have that as well. Or it could go back to your great-grandparents. So I'm pretty sure if you were to break down the family tree of a pedophile, um, someone within that within those four generations would have probably committed that offense or had an interest in pedophilia. Um, so I feel like it's kind of both. It could be environmental and um, programming, which is your DNA. The mental health aspect may be these individuals somehow never mature with sexual preferences. So that would be a person that um, does not mature beyond their first sexual experience. So if I lost my virginity at 13 to a 13 year old, I may be attracted to, you know, 13 year olds. I may get stuck in that mind frame and still, you know, um, still connected to that first sexual experience. And that may be why that person has those urges and they act or oblige upon, you know, oblige to those urges. Um, is pedophilia a choice? Given that psychological and environmental factors contribute to this mental disorder, I don't think it's a choice, but rather a sickness. Um, it can be suppressed, of course, as we discussed with the psychotherapy and the medication. Um, but I do believe that um, they may discover, as with everything that is a mental disorder, they may discover something for it in the future. But I think for the moment, they may, you know, con continue with the suppressants. Um, I will not say it's, it's, I will not say it's genetic since it hasn't been scientifically proven, but I did give my opinion as to if I think it's genetic or whatever it may be. Um, there has been a higher chance of having a co-occurring co disorder, which can be a personality disorder or a mood disorder. So these, so that means that um, pedophiles usually have a co-occurring disorder with that. So you may see if you look in their charts or if you examine them, they may have um, personality disorders or, or mood disorders with that as well. They often, um, when confronted, they rationalize their actions. So that may put them that may put them um, as being narcissistic and unable to empathize with their victim. Um, so so the lack of empathy is a part of a co-occurring mental illness, um, antisocial narcissistic personality disorder. 93% of sexual sexually abused children know their abuser so um that could be a close family member a friend it's somebody who's able to groom them for over a certain certain period of time to make that child comfortable with them if for some reason they don't know their abuser then it, it does become a violent crime um 90, 96% of sexually sexual abusers are men. 
93% of sexual abusers are men. <laughs> that is what's reported. That's not to say that women don't sexually abuse um, children, but 96% of them are males. And of course, that, that is off of recorded numbers. Women may be a little bit better at grooming the children with not telling, but I think in the Maxwell case, we'll, we will see just just how much worse um, women pedophiles are. I think we're going to witness that. Um, so again, uh, abusers use a technique called grooming. That's basically gifting their victims. They give them special attention. Um, they usually basically fill the needs, um, the unmet needs of the child. Um, so healing those traumas to avoid repetition is very important. Remember, we spoke about most of the pedophiles have a history of sexual abuse. When I, when I say his history of sexual abuse, I am talking about they experienced it in their childhood. It is a learned behavior that's embedded in their DNA and their programming. So healing the childhood trauma is important so that you avoid the repetition of that. Um, which is why so many victims repeat the offense. So a victim may turn into an abuser because of that. So it's very important to go back and heal those traumas. Or, um, I, I mean, if you have been a victim, counseling is an important part of your healing process. And I don't only say that because I took psychology or I'm a psychology major. I'm saying that because um, the healing process involves our, our mental health. And if you can't get that under control or if you can't help somebody manage that, your, your road to healing becomes very difficult. So I think that is very, very important. Incest pedophilia, not ancestor incest pedophilia which is um a sexual relationship that occurs with somebody who is closely related to you is the worst and that can do the the worst damage so but it, this is also very common it's very common it includes years of grooming so that takes that takes time to get over that takes counseling and all of that stuff remember most of the abusers are people that the children know. So we are all aware um, that pedophilia wasn't always considered taboo. I don't know if you all know that. Um, it's still not considered taboo in some cultures. Um, in Afghanistan, grown men have sex with dancing boys, which are bachabazi boys. Um, in Africa, grown men are able to marry young girls, which are child brides. Um, this is in 15 to 20 countries. Uh, this is allowed in Africa. Um, child brides are also in India, Pakistan, Yemen. Um, many more have child brides. Um, sex trafficking usually involves underage children. Um, so it is it hasn't always been considered a taboo if you go back and look in history um slavery we also um after we got free you remember on color purple how how he came and he bought Celie from the dad and Celie was 13 and 
you know, had children by him. So this has not always been considered taboo. Um, I am, I am against it. I am one of those people. And it's so weird saying it because you, you would think everybody's against it, but to some cultures and to some people, this is a sense of normalcy and it is not taboo. It is not, um, it is not out of the norm. I am against it because I feel like a child cannot, they don't have the maturity to speak for themselves. Um, so they don't have that. Given that we have very, very intelligent children and some of them can advocate for themselves, they are not at a level of maturity to where they can, you know, actually um, advocate for themselves and say yes or no or, you know, give the, the consent for a consensual uh, relationship. Um, I don't... Um, I mean, the earliest pedophilia pedophilia laws came into play in the early 1950s to early 1990s. Um, several pedophile membership organizations advocated for children who were underage. And that's when the laws got solidified within those um, years somewhere in between them. I couldn't find an exact year. Um, but somewhere in between that. So it has not always been illegal. It is something that is solidified as of a few years ago. And we'll say a few because that's not too far back, right? So how do spirituality and being a victim of pedophilia coincide and eventually lead to healing? So spirituality is a concern of the human spirit as opposed to a concern for the physical worldly things. Um, This help elevates the guilt. um, I'm sorry, alleviate the guilt um, of having experienced that experienced that trauma. Um, A spiritual the spiritual connection helps you to see and understand that the occurrence wasn't your fault and it still isn't your fault because some of us still live in in the past so that becomes our present so it isn't your fault um at the time of the event that occurred it was beyond your control so this helps you take control of the now and it also shows you to it shows you how to ascend from that occurrence and that event that occurred in your life that caused trauma and Trauma is something that lives in us and it is something that controls our life. And it is something that, um, it's something that predicts our fate. So if you don't, if you don't, um, learn how to control your trauma, your trauma in turn controls your life. So it is something that you have to get a hold on, something that you have to come to terms with, something that you have to face. So that is something like a big bad wolf that you have to confront. And um, again, if you don't confront that trauma, it's going to control you and it's going to control your life. So the spirituality gives you the upper hand on 
dealing with that and moving along in your journey and putting I hate I hate saying putting it putting it behind you because it is that sounds insensitive but um I think that we all experience we all have a worldly experience and experience different things in order to learn from them on our on our spiritual path and um collect those lessons and we are we are put there to move forward so how would how would i execute spiritual healing from being molested um so i have never experienced molestation um i can't i mean that may be something that would that would have been on my journey that would have broken me so it wasn't put on my path to experience but i can't empathize with you if you have experienced that um i'm not sympathizing i'm empathizing with you um your healing would start with your forgiveness of yourself it starts with the forgiveness of yourself forgiving yourself allows you to break barriers um you begin to not only understand yourself but others that allows you to forgive your abuser so that forgiveness is for you it's not for them and that forgiveness helps you let go so letting go does not equate to forgetting, but it helps you remove emotional blockages that have been pre- preventing you on moving forward with your journey. So that prevents you from functioning as a whole, whether that be mental, emotional or spiritual, um, removing those barriers, you will be able to function as a whole on all levels. Uh, remember, if we are depressed or holding on to grudges, we are functioning at a low frequency. When you let go and you live in peace, you ascend on your on your journey. You ascend in frequency and you get closer to the higher consciousness. So um, that's why I feel that spirituality is is very healthy, but it's very important on your journey. On dealing with being a victim to a pedophile, pedophilia, um, and molestation. Um, it is something that is very unfortunate, but it is something that occurs on this on this um, dimension. It is something that occurs on this dimension, and um, as I said, as I mentioned, it's not taboo in all cultures it is it is just very illegal here but it wasn't always illegal in america so you do have to remember that america has its ugly past with um legalizing pedophilia as well um it did not only occur with slaves back in the back in the day you had everybody marrying child brides so america has its ugly truth with that as well as other cultures i i'm i don't want to be disrespectful to other cultures but that that is i i am not i am not um source energy so i cannot say that it is wrong but morally it is instilled and it is programmed in our DNA as being incorrect. So 
I just wanted to shed some light on that. And of course, you know, we're going to come back and hit our readings. And I'm going to go right out the gate with um, Maxwell. I'd be messing up her first name. Just Gislaine, Gislaine, Gislaine. Maxwell. Um, a friend of mine sent me an article today as a receipt on something I said on the previous episode. So I want to dive deep into that. I want to read that. I'm excited to read that because I hope that the people that were the victims get justice. I just, I'm excited to read that. I feel like they're going to have a big break in that case. Um, I feel like a lot of people are going down for, for their acts, but, um, we'll take a break and we'll be back and then we'll go ahead and dive into our current event readings. All right, so I am back. Can we give it up one time for my ancestors and my spirit guides? They have been just coming through with these uh, predictions. I wanted to say this is a receipt. Remember, I spoke about the stimulus or I've been keeping up with it, reading it. Um, We did get or we're going to get an announcement um, that we will get it. So... And I did tell you guys it would be uh, the end of July that we would hear about it. The checks would start going out mid-August through the end of August. Um, So that is a receipt. And as well as the shutdown, some places did re-shut down this month. We just didn't go into a whole shutdown as um, like the whole U.S. But... I did want to touch on some things. This was put on my spirit to tell you guys. Magic is real. Um, And a lot of people actually practice magic. And the people who practice are super powerful. You don't know people's intentions. You don't know um, what their laws are pertaining to karma. So just stay protected. If you need to listen to that last episode over and over of ways to protect yourself, do that. Um, but it was just the Nick Cannon situation when Azalea Banks, um, did come out and say that she cursed him just like stuff like that. You never know when you get into, um, arguments or you get into confrontations with people, you don't know what they're doing behind the scenes. And it it doesn't even have to be anything you've done to somebody. Somebody could just be jealous of you. Um, from social media is social media is an outlet for people to to have a glance in your life and what you're putting on there you never know somebody might be jealous praying against you even just words or spells so always stay protected um you know you could i rarely post pictures of my daughter on social media because of that very reason and i did stop posting stuff about my personal life. Sometimes I'll post pictures of myself, but you just never know the words that people are doing. And all it takes to do a spell is a picture. So remember that. Stay protected. That's very important. I mean, even if you're somebody who's transitioning from Christianity or religion to spirituality, and you're not sure if that's the route you want to take, or even if you're not spiritual or you're religious, just stay protected. Um, So We're going to go ahead and look at some things today. Um, As I said, and before I took the break, I wanted to start with um, Gislin. 
Gaslin. I don't know how to say her name. We'll just call her Miss Maxwell. I want to start out by looking at her, um, seeing what she has going on. So let's do it. Her queen of spades today. Okay. I feel like she's traveled somewhere, so they have her hidden. No one knows where she is. Um, it may be out of state, out of city, but it's not in the same place that she was before. She's, she has a lot of protection, more protection than, um, Epstein had. Of course we, we've came over that. She's very depressed, um, and unhappy with the situation that's going on at the time. I think she has a sister that has been in touch with her, a sister that's involved in the whole thing. Also another, uh, receipt. My homegirl had sent me yesterday was I said that they were going to release the documentations and they did put out an article stating that documents were found that will be released. Um, guess Lane, I don't know if she has, I think we confirmed she did have siblings, but this is like a sister or a brother um, that are in touch with her. And I did say one of her sisters or she has a family member that's a female that was involved and this will come out as well. Um, she feels like she's losing a legal battle. She feels like she lost with that whole thing. So she's upset about that. She's upset about the money. And I think when I'm saying she's upset about the money, the loss of the money is she's not getting to spend that money or enjoy that money. But it is put away. So maybe that's what she's uh, communicating with the family members in regards to is that money that's put away. Yeah, I feel like, uh, I feel like a sister or somebody is in con co contact with her and they want to come visit her, but it gets canceled or delayed. Um, she's unhappy about this news. I think the sister was very much involved. Hmm. Do you remember they came out and said that she had the coronavirus? I see it as being, um, that was, that was kind of fake information. And I think, I think this came up last time. They either said she has it, she has it, but they're either going to say she's getting sicker and that's fake information. Something surrounding that whole thing with her having it is fake. So, um, see about that. So... Yeah, she has indecision, and this is about her lover. The lover comes up again. She doesn't have any communication with that person. I don't know if that's to protect their identity. 
Um, but there is some legal issues surrounding that situation. So, um, as I discussed earlier, um, pedophilia is illegal in some countries. I, I, I get a feeling that the person is foreign and the, the person is underage and they got married in another country. Feels like I always want, I almost want to say 15. So they're either younger than her. Um, they're either 15 or they have a mentality of a 15 year old. Hmm. Yeah. It's a young feel like a person that's underage or that we would, or that would have been underage when she initially, um, initiated that relationship with that person. We're going to look at with the other cards. Hey, just so y'all know, this lady's a freaking genius. Like, she's very smart. She has a very high IQ. I don't know what that has to do with anything, but <laughs> that comes up. Um, she's... Hold on. So y'all remember last time I was explaining, I got the death card again. I don't know if she's going to tell the information and fake her death. I don't see a physical death. Um, I see... Maybe she tells the information and then we hear that she died, but it is, um, it's not a real death or, or this is fear of death. She's having nightmares about dying. Um, I kind of, I want to say she's going to fake the, the death or we hear something about death because I see news about that, but it's kind of like. Nobody believes it. So it's like after the information gets released, there's a fake death that takes place or she disappears. I'm seeing her disappear or she's hidden. She changes her identity or something like that. Um, she's super intel. She's highly intelligent and she's a leader. Um, I see her like I see her like in the background, like hiding, taking time away. Um, to me, that just that just means she's hidden at a location that no one would know. Nobody can get to her. Um, of course, again, fate and luck is taking place. Um, this is destiny. So she's, it takes a lot of courage to come out, but she is going to be, when she gives them the information, she's going to stand on that information. It is very stable information. It's the correct information. Um, she has she has documentation that can back up what she's saying. So she's very stressed at this time. Um, it, it just feels drama, drama. Like mm, she's arguing with herself. This is within. So I see her having, okay. 
What should I tell? What do I tell? Did they find this? Do they know this? Am I, if I keep some information away from them, they are going to find out and then my protection is going to be taken away and I'm going to get killed. And that may be something that they threatened her with. Um, either you tell all the information or we take, not, not necessarily threaten to kill her, either you give us the information or we take, or we, you know, lessen the security that's around, around you. Um, I see this information coming soon. This could be around December that we find out stuff. It is, it's, it's, um, it's fast. So I see it coming soon. This ruins a lot of people's reputation. And this does have to do with sexual engagement. It, these are things that we are going to be shocked about and we're going to be like, oh my God, disgusting. Like people that you loved are doing disgusting things to children is what this reveals. Um, so that's there. I see her being judged. I see her judging herself. Um, she, she definitely has a, a BPD borderline personality disorder. She is incapable of having empathy for others, but she's capable of having sympathy for herself. That makes sense to you all. Um, so I kind of want to take a look at what's going on in Chicago. Um, do y'all remember that I did a reading and this was at the beginning, maybe the America, America, America episode and two that followed. And I expressed that I felt like we were going to get close to martial law. That we may even go into martial law. Uh, this, this is going that way, if that makes sense. Um, timing for me is kind of iffy. I'm getting better, as you can tell with the stimulus check um, prediction. But I want to see what's going on with Chicago. So let's take a look. And I think that from what I believe when I had did the research, I think that martial law can be locked down by state. So I wanted to see if Chicago is going to go into martial law. cards and look um, I see that they do send authoritative energy there um, to lock them down it almost feels as if they're gonna try um, but it doesn't go as they planned um, I see them do, I do see them finding some, some kind of resolution to the problem that's going on, but I do see them, them sending out, um, military 
and putting those boundaries down. So it's, it's, they go into some sort or some degree of martial law. And I picked that up, but um, I couldn't, maybe I couldn't see what area it was in at the time because of course I would have no way of knowing where, not unless I just um, got that information. But let's see what's going on with our sense of normalcy. So expressing that we don't want to go back to the way things were done. We want a different, we want a different sense of normalcy. I want to see what we get there and what that will look like. So some cards fell out again. It's still, it's still around March or April time frame to where we kind of get um, a sense of normalcy. So, let me just see what fell out for us. Yeah, around March and April time frame is when I see us being able to travel. At the beginning of March, we seem a little more happier. Um, our wish of getting to sense of normalcy comes um, to pass. I don't know what this is, but October, in October, we suffer some, some straight bullshit. Some bullshit is going to happen. Um, I, I, October looks fucked up. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just putting that out there. Um, October is not going to be a good month for us. Kind of like December timeframe, November, December. Remember we hear about the vaccine and then we go into kind of, okay, picking up the step, picking up the pep. Um, but March looks very promising. Springtime looks very promising to us. Springtime is when we kind of go along with our, our new normal, which is a positive new normal. We'll say it that way. So, I don't think I want to look at Trump today because he ain't got nothing going on. It's just the same old, same old with him. Same old thing that he got going on that he been doing forever. Um, I will speak this though. I don't think that Trump. Um, his energy feels defeated and calm right now. He's not in an uproar. He's not upset about anything. Um. It just feels like, okay, my presidency's coming to an end. He may be one one of those people that has ups and downs. And at this point, he's down and he's chilling. So, it's no reason to look into that. I don't see anything big happening with him. But what I will look at is to see um, if I can get more detail on... He is still afraid that Maxwell is going to throw him under the bus, though. So... I do think he had some involvement in that situation. I think it's a lot of people. Not just him. We're not just going to point the finger at him. It's a lot of people that are going to come out with that. So, let me see. Is 
there anything that we need to know about that is going to come to pass? How many cards do I think I should pull out? I think I'm going to go with a three today. Three. Okay. Okay, here we go. Yeah, around January, I feel like we're going to have a vaccine. October, something is transpiring between the October and November time frame. So, okay, let me go. Let me go over here. Um, uh, okay, so... Remember I said some, some shit's gonna go down in October. The beginning of October, it looks as if there is some kind of turmoil or drama that takes place. So then you move into the end of October, the mid-November, we get that, we move into that. It's an ending of what was happening. I see that people People that that are, um, oh, how do I say this? People that function at a higher vibration will be able to see things more clear. The people that vibrate at a lower um, vibration will still be in, in, in a sense of chaos and confusion. So I see it separating into things like that. So... The Bible is not literal. Um, it's a it's a sense of imagination, and, and the stories are told from people's different point of view. So, if you are a Christian or you are familiar with Christianity, you will then date this to, or you would re, um, relate this to. Um, at the, I recall reading it at the end of the seven years of chaos. Some people are living in peace and some people are living in hell. You are going to see that division. That is going to be what's going to take place. So is is an alchemist or a spiritualist, it looks like some people are going to vibrate higher than others. And some people are going to be vibrating at a lower frequency. The lower frequency people, um, this may occur in, in people living in poverty and people... Finally, reaping um, reaping the goodness of the work that they've done spiritually. I don't I don't know how to explain it better than that. But I see a division, and that occurs at the beginning of October, and then we go into to peace, and I think that's after the election. So let me see if I can get some more clarification on that. I just find it interesting. It's around that time. Like I like I see like wars. Like I'm not saying we're going into a war, but I see more protests and more chaos during that beginning of October. And then that will die down. I think that the president election is gonna cause a big division within America. Um but this doesn't only happen here. 
it happens all over the world. So I don't know if between now and then if something is going to transpire that is going to make us collectively come together. Um, the whole world. Like it, like the George Floyd situation is kind of what I see happening. But I, I don't know if it's an individual or if this is something that happens overall to a race, a group of people or something like that. So let me see if I can get some clarification. Breaking free, and we have some decisions to make. Um, positivity occurs after that, but before that, we have to have hope. That's the message I'm getting. Breaking free um, and decisions. Then we have the positivity after the hope. So... I don't know. I just feel like something negative is coming, but it something negative turns something is coming that turns the negative into the positive, but the negative is, is experienced before the positive happens. But there is a big division. It's the best way I could explain it. So guys, I'm gonna go ahead and give you a card of the day. And if it resonates with you, it does. It was for you. If it doesn't resonate with you, then that is not your message. Maybe you'll have a message on a future episode. So let's see what my ancestors and spirit guides have to say today. I just love them. They always protect me. Like, I don't feel as drained today after reading current events. Ooh, okay, so this card popped out. So this is definitely for somebody. It is saying, get ready for progress to speed up. The situation requires you to choose logic and intellect over emotion and make your decisions quickly. There you go. So guys, I will be in touch. Um, until then, the, the next episode is the last episode of the season. And as I told you before, we'll probably do a feature. I'll have somebody um, in on that episode with me. Let me know what you guys think. If you have questions, comments, and to my new viewers, I haven't listed this in a while, but the email to get in touch with me is watergoddesstopics, W-A-T-E-R-G-A-W-D-E-S-S-T-O-P-I-C-K-S at gmail.com. Again, guys, light and love, and I will talk to you soon. Have a good one.